so we begin this teaching by saying how you can be mindful of your blessing is to two parts one is how you receive it and the second is how you will keep the blessing you need to have these two things which are very crucial one is how you will receive the blessing and the second is after receiving it you should not lose it you should not lose it you need to keep it so these two parts i have divided the teaching and for the first part i have taken from the book of hagai and for the second i will teach you from the book of moses so that is exodus on moses so the book of hagai you go the book of hagai is the third last chapter in the old testament and it comes after zephaniah and there are just two more chapters after it zechariah and malachi now hagai is a very 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 short chapter in the whole of old testament there are hardly two chapters in this book but these two chapters are very power packed they teach you how a entire nation lost the blessing and the prophet hagai is sent there to teach them how they can get it back how they can receive the blessings back now one of the greatest sorrows when you see in you know like almost so many years we are running we are walking with the lord it is uh, in this ministry 12 years born i don't know maybe 48 years for me for you different years of yours and you see people get so enthusiastic about you know serving the lord and doing this and i'm doing that and i'm full of fire for the lord i'm going to speak his word to the end of the nation and jesus is morning and jesus is afternoon and jesus is night and it continues and but then they are you know the house their family everything is filled with the joy of the lord but as time goes by you start seeing that they get become little lukewarm by nature and slowly they start you know leaving the meetings they don't attend the mass they are moving away from the sacraments and then you see they become completely dry they are nowhere there they've gone and couple of years later you meet them somewhere and then you ask what happened to you what happened to you where are you where is that fire that you had that you received from christ where has it all gone what's wrong with you now it's not only with individuals it happens even in marriages those who are married and before they're getting married like i will get the moon for you someone said that suresh didn't tell that for me okay anyone told you that husbands have promised their wives of our promise i get the moon and the stars for you <laughs> husband told you okay he's given you okay so many promised the moon you know i'll do anything for you you know the earth is yours and you know the sunrise is you and the sunset is you and you know you speak everything and it is like literally they are floating they don't walk on the earth they are literally floating on the skies like you know they are so full of love for each other and then six months down the line one year down the line do you look at them say who are you what minimonus and abel's answers no yeah no and you become so rude and you are so rough with them and then you you know this more nature is not of the moon and the sun and the stars now you're talking about uh, you know shall i kick you <laughs> shall i hit you <laughs> shall i beat you i'll drag your hair <laughs> you're ready to scratch them you're ready to hit them and you wonder how on earth you got married to this person right <laughs> where has the sun moon stars all gone what happened to this relationship people are hitting each other beating each other up i was actually so surprised two days back i had come you know uh, evening to the church, to the church to because the father was not really really wanted me to just check him up so i finished my clinic pass and i came down over here thinking i will see him pass and go and i was so surprised how many couples standing for divorce standing catholic couples standing the young couple hardly married 6 months 8 months 1 year they're already coming to father for counseling to give divorce and 
father was speaking to me for a little while and he says it's so sad that the catholic church is going through this kind of a scenario when you know the true god and you know marriage is for once and you get married and that's your partner for life and incompatibility you know such vague vague reasons they are giving they're not able to say what happened what happened what happened where is it all gone why are people going so astray individuals are going astray marriages are falling apart nations are also going apart are you seeing nations are just moving away from god and if you see the nation of israel that was a nation that was chosen by god he says i hand picked you for uh, for israel i you know i kept you in my bosom i clothed you i fed you i did everything to you but you did adultery with me the lord is speaking to the nation of israel that you did adultery with me you went against me you went against other gods you forgot your god the god who you know who's your god who was with you who led you out of his, you know all the problems of your life take you out from captivity i am i am your god how could you do this to me a nation goes against god so this this kind of a sickness you can see it's not only individual it's not only in families it's also in nations so how do you get back to this god this is uh, 2019 i think is a time of coming back is a time of coming back for all the people who have left god coming back to god we want we need we need to pray as a community this community is blessed that we need to pray for all those people who have walked away who have left maybe there are people in the you know in your families itself the parents go to church children don't go to church children are nowhere around near the church the parents are in some families the children are going to church the parents have left the parents are in the bars parents are partying parents are doing anything that the world system likes they've gone away from god so this is a season that we all need to pray that we need to get individuals back we need to get this couples who are going astray get them back into the relationship get them right with god and with each other and we need to pray for nations the nation like india we are blessed with india and the other nations who are completely going against god we need to pray for the nation that they should also come back to the lord so this teaching is meant for everyone it's not individually uh, specific for a uh, individual purpose but it can bless everyone who wants to know how to come back to the lord amen yeah so you read hagai go to the book of hagai chapter 1 verse 1 to 11 i will read it you don't have it on the screen but you please listen carefully in the second year of king darius in the sixth month on the first day of the month The word of the Lord came by the prophet Haggai in Zerubbabel son of Shelhel governor of Judah and Joshua son of Jehoshadak the high priest Thus says the Lord of hosts These people say the time has not yet come to rebuild the Lord's house Then the word of the Lord came by the prophet Haggai saying Is it a time for you yourselves to live in your paneled houses while this house lies in ruins now therefore says the lord of hosts consider how you have fared you have sown much and harvested little you eat but have never have enough you drink but you never have your fill you clothe yourselves but no one is warm and you that earn wages earn wages to put them into a bag with holes thus says the lord of hosts consider how you have fared go up to the hills and bring wood and build a house so that i may take pleasure in it and be honored says the lord you have looked for much and lo it came to little and when you brought it home i blew it away why 
says the Lord of hosts. Because my house lies in ruins, while all of you hurry off to your own houses. Therefore the heavens above you have withheld the dew, and the earth has withheld its produce. And I have called for a drought on the land and the hills, on the grain, the new wine, the oil, on what the soil produces, on human beings and animals and all, and on all their labors. The scene is now, what is, it's 60 years since the first temple was destroyed. Solomon built the first temple, 60 years now, 68 years actually that the temple has been destroyed. And King Darius, when Daniel was king under him, Daniel was not the king, sorry, Daniel was under King Darius, he was under four kings. That time the kings, uh, you know, know the time is over and the people have to walk out of captivity and King Darius passes a decree for them to go, now you go, go and build your temple, go and build your temple. They are sent out of Jerusalem and, you know, they have find favor with people, they are getting all the wood, they are getting every material that is required to build a temple and they are all told to go. And these people in all enthusiasm, they go back. That now we are going to go and build our temple. But they never expected that when they go and start build the temple, they will face so many difficulties and discouragements along the way. Their own people, that is their own Israelites, when these people go back from Babylon to Israel, their own people refuse to welcome them back. They said, why have you come back here? You go back to your own Babylon, we don't need you back over here. And they have so many discouragements. So, you know, as the difficulties and the discouragements start increasing, the people start murmuring, people start grumbling and they say, maybe this is not the right time to build his kingdom. Maybe this is not the right time to build the kingdom of God. So what do they do? They say, now we have been spending too much time working on this uh, God's business and it's taking us nowhere. So why don't we just go back to our own families? Spend some more time with our families. Go back, build our businesses, build our own houses. So the scenario is they have been told to go and build God's temple, but they face difficulties, they face discouragements along the way. So they give up, they lose their hope and they say maybe this is not the right thing, this is not the right time. So let us go build our own houses. So one by one they all walk away. They walk away, you know, to take care of their own interest and they start building their own houses. So imagine they had to go build their own houses, they need the wood and everything. So all the wood that was brought to build the temple, they say it's simply lying there, no one is using it. So let me use that, you know, to build my own house. So they go and take what is supposed to, the, the infrastructure that was required to build the temple, they take those long sedars and the wood and limber and everything, they take that and they go and start building their own houses with it. And Haggai comes into the scene now. Prophet Haggai is sent by God to speak to these people. God constantly sent prophets and you know teachers and judges to speak to this people of Israel because they keep going away from God. So this scenario, Prophet Haggai comes into play. And when he goes in, he sees that you know houses are just coming up everywhere. There are people are pounding the nails, they are putting the wood up and things everywhere, houses are coming up. But when he goes to the temple site, he says it's bad. It's completely bad. Nothing is happening in the temple. Things are just lying as though some people started, their foundation was laid, but nothing else is being built over there. So what's happening? He gets so upset. He's, uh, you know, provoked from his heart to cry out to the people and he tells them, you know, in verse 4 and 5, he tells them, Is it a time for you yourselves 
to live in your paneled houses while this house lies in ruins you are living in beautiful houses you are living in houses that is made up of wood and beautifully you are furnished it and what's happened to the house that you are supposed to build for the lord he is looking at them you know saying what did you do your job was to build god's house and what is this happening you are building your own houses while his house is in ruins he's looking at them and he's challenging them to think about what have you done and he says now you know what's happening to you you know how you have fared how you have fared means like you have an examination and then you know at the end of the examination you get your result card and then you go see your results card okay maths this much science this much physics this much okay that's your fairing and here this is the fairing is like what has happened to you you have sown much you have sown but you have had no harvest you eat but you never are satisfied you drink but you are never have your fill you clothe but you don't feel warm you earn and you earn so much and you take all that money and you put it into a bag and the bag has so much of holes that whatever you are putting there is getting drained there is nothing left back you may be earning so much of money but there's nothing left back so though you are doing all these things what is the end result there is nothing that you are having now why is this happening to a people who have struggled hard they have worked hard they have labored they have put their energy into it they have toiled they have done everything but the end result is nothing 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 they maybe they have a beautiful bed but the bed does not give them sleep it does not give them peace of mind at the end of the day maybe they have a table which is full of the costliest rich delicious nutritious food that you can think of is on spread on the table but they cannot eat because the system cannot digest that kind of food or they are going through kind of some health issues which will not allow them to take that so is this a blessing from god no so why has this happened does this ring a bell to you this is the same thing that is happening with this generation now people are slogging people are running people are running after you know it's my life i let me build my life it's my house my family my vacations my bank balances my responsibilities towards my kids i need to see my kids right at the top i need to see them they are well settled in life they get good spouses the spouses get good jobs and they have children and they have so many things and where does god come in this entire scenario nowhere so you say when are you going to build god's kingdom even i'm old my bank balance is full i have enough money and if i have my children are well settled they are uh, you know they have their own jobs in the businesses when i taken care of my grandchildren when everything is done then i will build but then when they go back to that point and they come to the v years of their life like suppose now they say old and they say i slogged 40 years of my life 60 years of my life 70 years of my life what do i get at the end of it maybe my bank balance is full it's full my table is also full my children also well settled everything is done but what is it emptiness in your heart and that emptiness you only are responsible because god says if you do not build his kingdom and you only build your kingdom you are nothing zero your score rate will be zero it will be like the same people that you will have the food but you cannot relish the food you will sleep on the bed but it will not give you a sleep it will not give you a peaceful night so this entire generation of israelites did the same thing instead of doing what god told them to do they went seeking their own self interest and this is why 
everybody is, you know, you have seen people who have money, they want more. Those who have jewelry, they want more. They're not satisfied. It's not enough. I want something more, something more, something more. You have a car which is 2 lakhs, I want something of 10 lakhs. If you have 10 lakhs, I want something of 50 lakhs. If you have 50 lakhs, I want something of 1 crore. There's no end to that. You know, you don't feel that, you know, it's enough. I'm happy and satisfied. Why? Because God is not there in that equation. You did not do what God called you to do. Now, why is the reason that you are here on this earth? Why are you here on this earth? Why did God put me here on this earth? Sometimes we need to take these questions and think about it. In the quietness of the heart, we have to sit down and think, reason, why has God placed me on this earth? The primary reason for every human being, for his existence here on earth, is to build his kingdom. He has not set you on this earth to build your kingdom. That's where every human being goes wrong. And that's how the devil has, you know, brainwashed every person here on earth. But you come on this earth, you live this life and you live it one. So live it for yourself. Live it to the full for yourself. You look at, look at every media. What are they propagating? What are they talking to you? Your life. You live it. Live to the best. It's your life. That is the entire how the, you know, the entire mankind has been blinded by the devil. That you live for yourself. No, God didn't want to live. He didn't create you to live for yourself. He created you for the primary purpose that you will build his kingdom. You will build his kingdom. And he handpicked. He chose you. You did not choose him. He says, I chose you. So it is not let my will be done. We always say let his will be done. Let his will be done. And so what are we seeking in this life? What are we after in this life? We are seeking things. We are seeking people. We are seeking you know, the, the, the comforts that this world can provide. But God says no. What does Matthew 6.33 say? Seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and Everything else will be added unto you. But man reverses the entire equation. What do we see? We seek the things. We seek all the things of the earth. And we say, Lord, you bless them. And let these blessings come upon me. And we have changed the equations. And at the end of our life, if we are sorry, we are sad, we are depressed. We wonder what our life is all about. Why did I live for 45 years on this earth? Or 75 years on this earth? Or 100 years on this earth? We have no clue. Because that emptiness in our heart will not go unless that... You know, you need the, you need to do what God called you to do. The purpose is to do what God has called you to do. So your purpose is not to build your house. Your purpose is not to build your children. Your purpose is not to build your business. Your purpose is not to build your bank balance. Your purpose is to build His kingdom. And when you do that, mark my words, when you do that, when you go about to build His kingdom, everything He will give you without you asking for it. You need to change the order that the world is going. The world is going behind things and they are seeking and seeking and they are hungry and it is like they are never full of it. But when you go seeking Christ and doing what he tells you to do, then you will see the table will be full and you will relish the food. You will sleep on the cot and you will get a good night's sleep. Your children will be blessed, your grandchildren will be blessed and every generation will call you blessed. Amen? Are you understanding? Yes. So the main thing that these Israelites were doing was, they were doing the wrong thing. They were given a commandment that go and build the temple of God. And they go. 
but they go and they find instant discouragement instant disappointments the same thing happens in the ministry when you come and look at the ministry you know it looks very nice from outside very beautiful praise and worship neil does an amazing job every time okay so amazing praise and worship and you know the system is set and you you have the everything put up on the stage and there's someone who comes and preaches the word and looks their ministry is doing so many things they're going this outreach they're doing there they're having fun they have youth ministry they have this that and then everybody says oh wow i also want to join the ministry it looks so fun it's that's uh, you know good entertainment and good uh, saturday instead of going to some other place i'm doing god's work let me enter here so they join the ministry to do god's work with full enthusiasm but the moment they come in here they do not know where they are stepping in they are stepping into a war zone where they are stepping this is not a pub this is not a disco this is not a you know mall this is not something this is a war zone this is a typical war zone because the moment you put your foot into this place you are coming and walking in right into the middle of a spiritual warfare that is hitting people because you will come here you will say everything is right in my family everything is going on well things are fine everything is anki dori my children are blessed and everything is going on fine according to you that's fine but according to god that is lukewarmness according to you it is fine i am living in a fine world everything is going on good at the moment you come and join a ministry you will see few days you have something all tips with your husband tips with your sister in law father in law mother in law uncle grandfather neighbors dogs also start troubling you you go to work office there is so much a problem there are so many issues and it takes you some time and within a couple of months you realize the more i come to the ministry or go to the meeting the more problems i'm having in my issues all over my place have anyone or only me have experienced that anybody else has experienced that yeah so the more, more you coming over here you will see everything is going wrong in 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 every relationship in your business and everything is going haywire and you question my lord i am come to do your work you know you got that holy heart you got oh i'm doing it for you like as oh you know i'm doing god a favor by coming here right many people have the thing that i'm doing god a favor by coming here and says and everything is going miserable in my family in my circumstances in every area of my life so you are facing a difficulty you are facing discouragement and all things as slowly these people if they are not rooted in the word of god or they do not know about what spiritual warfare is they come for one month two month three month and they say no i can't deal with it and i will leave it and walk off you know you realize why why does this happen because when you come here you are com- completely against the devil you are saying devil i renounce all your works and evil ways and i am going to follow christ and the devil will do everything to take you away from his kingdom as fast as he can and the faster he gets you out of the meeting the better for him he has to deploy less amount of his demons to work on a person you understand him so the more you come here he has to employ you know put in so much of barriers for you so that you will not enter into any ministry so discouragement starts the the problem start moment you come into the meeting so people say i am better off outside at least i was going for mass and going back home i didn't have to fight with my husband or my children were not giving me so much of trouble or my in-laws were not shouting at me or i had this job and everything was much better but that is not better that is called as lukewarmness you have three choices always remember in life one is you stand out If you stand out you can stand out it's a choice you make every day we make choices you make the choice but then when you make the choice always remember you will have to keep in mind where you want to spend your eternity you want to stay out 
then you should remember maybe you live here for 60 years you stay outside but then you do not know where you are going to spend your eternity okay the question mark the second is you stand on the fence and in stand on the fence and you say okay today in tomorrow out today in tomorrow out today in tomorrow out jump or do not jump should i jump should i not jump should i come into god's kingdom or should i not come into god's kingdom and what does god say in revelation he says i hate people who are lukewarm i will spit them out of my mouth so you have no choice the only choice left is you have to be in the ministry there's no choice left you may go through persecution you will be going through persecution you will face discouragement you will be kicked and butchered ask me i will stand guarantee for that there you will be it's not an easy this is not easy i'm not saying this is not easy because i've gone through trials and not me everyone who is in ministry will go through this persecution and they will stand no one no one can preach the gospel and say i have not scarred that somebody has not spit at me somebody has not kicked me somebody has not abused me there's no human being who can stand and say i have come against the kingdom of the devil and i stand unscathed the devil will get at you from every area and he knows your weakness and exactly at that weakness he will hit you again and again and again and again and again it is no choice there's no choice the three choices you stay out you can decide where you want to spend your eternity you stand on the fence he will spit you out of your mouth the only choice is that you have to do his work it comes down to that i'm very serious because this is a very serious business we cannot take ministry like it is just something else for god it is extremely serious he's serious about it he created us for the for the purpose of building his kingdom we are responsible for that and mark my words you build his kingdom everything and underline it and tell you everything will fall into everything else he will give you you will not have to go seeking for those things those things will come seeking you so you need to change the course of direction that you are going on in this life let 2019 be a year where you are seeking to do his will don't go to the blessed sacrament and say this is my list let it be done go to the blessed sacrament and put your bow your head down and say let your will be done in my life surrender it to the god he knows you better than you know yourself and he knows what you need better than you know yourself sometimes the things that we ask are not the things that god wants us to give because they are not good for us so we know we don't have to give our agenda to god just go have the humility this year 2019 put your head down and say let your will be done and you see how amazingly things will change in your family things will change in your job things will change in your you know in your personal relationships because god will take control as long as you say let my will be done he can do nothing because you are standing on your will and your will will take you only so far but once you surrender 100% to him and said let your will be done i'm and my job is what to build your kingdom now to build his kingdom you don't have to be a full time minister you don't have to be a music you know ministry head or you don't have to be a musician i don't have to be you just do what god has called you to do if he's called you to be a housewife be the best housewife be a christ like housewife when your husband comes back from office smile greeting god bless you when your children come back don't kick them don't push them away i don't talk to me sit with them and say god bless you teach them some scriptures teach them some word of god in your office be a blessing to the people over there and wherever you are just keep spreading god by how sometimes you won't have to do anything you just live like a be honest in your job be truthful with your work come on time be obedient 
be obedient to the master and to the uh, human you know whom god has placed you in top your bosses who has placed on top you be responsible to them you know uh, come under their authority when you do that things will begin to change in your life otherwise moment you enter into the ministry ministry doesn't kick people out but this is a devil factor that is working over here the demonic forces that work over here trying to take you away from the doing god's work and that's how many people leave and that's why individuals fall apart because moment you go away from god the devil has got that person already in his kingdom if it destroys a marriage a family is broken the devil has got you know the entire family in his pocket and if it destroys a nation the whole nation in his pocket the whole nation has gone what you say to the dogs so the primary reason you are here on this earth is to build his kingdom here i would like to just share a short testimony of mine so that you also would uh, understand uh, it's not easy being in this ministry and i also go through so much of persecution the last 3 4 months were pretty chaotic in our home you know many of you know that my mom uh, had uh, some medical illnesses and issues and she was admitted in hospital many times down south and gone there and dad is sitting there and uh, he was she was also in the icu in you know in couple of times and got her in bangalore she was admitted in hospital and it's so painful uh, to see your mom coughing non stop day and night like you know the coughing would never stop and it would uh, wreck her body with the pain and the agony of it and the doctors were also so many you know the best doctors that we could see and each of the doctors were giving us a different diagnosis and you know telling uh, some said surgery some this and so many things chaotic happening with her and uh, she was in such a health situation that both of us couldn't leave her and go anywhere we have to be with her 24 bar 7 with my mom she's never been so sick in her life she's gone through issues in the past where she had an open heart surgery and things like that and she actually came out of it pretty fast but this time this cough and this pneumonia kind of thing took the hold of her and she was looked to be deteriorating day by day she was going crazy and at the same time my oldest son also got aniket also got his visa he has to go abroad and he had 101 things to be done so many things it's just before you know you wait till the visa comes okay the visa might get rejected so we wait once the visa comes and we can do all the other stuff so his visa also suddenly came mom is in the hospital i am in the hospital dad is in the hospital and this child has got so many things to do before he flies and there was hardly you know two weeks left same time suresh's company also was overtaken by another american company and he was like going crazy but he had workload right up to his neck he was traveling practically every day of the week only on uh, uh, saturday sunday he would come and again he would be traveling and no end to it so he also couldn't be at home to help with aniket anyone everybody was uh being pushed in all direction you know our patients and our sleep and everything was being dragged in all directions and in between of this we had applied for a loan educational loan for my son to travel because uh it's a uh, it's pretty expensive uh, studies studying abroad and out of the blue totally unexpected the loan was rejected and in a matter of uh, you know a couple of weeks we had to generate that kind of money to give as Uh, to pay to the you know so you have a issue and now so many issues are building up for all sides everywhere so many things are building up in all sides and christmas outreach programs also started over here and i also couldn't come for a single outreach program and you know issues started over here in the ministry many are aware of it i don't want to spell it down so it all started coming into me it started getting into me over a period of time it starts soaking into you i thank god 
for the teaching of spiritual warfare which he made me teach the starting of last year if i had not gone through that kind of teaching and if i had not gone through that kind of education i would have been completely butchered by the devil by this time i'm not joking this is the probably the time where i took the maximum beating and sometimes what people said started affecting me i used to not get affected by what people normally say it wouldn't bother me after a point i would say just leave it god i forgive forget and i'll be done with it i don't know what happened this time i started meditating on all the wrong things i reached such a point that i said okay probably whatever i have done till now i have done but now probably is time for me to leave and go leave and go. i need to step down from this ministry and it will leave and go i have lord i have done it all and this is it this is it this is no more i can take i i remember all the teachings i have taught i have spoken about it in depth to each and every person how much i would have learned about it you can understand i'm thinking but i was beaten so much from all sides that my mind got so captured by everything going wrong everything around me was going wrong and whatever i was listening was all negative so it started eating me you know and started eating me i started wondering whether i am the same confident person whether i'll be able to lead this team maybe it's not uh, good for me to lead the team maybe i should leave it and go and i didn't tell vouch it to didn't open and speak it to many people a few people i spoke to is my dad and my older son didn't speak to anybody else and dad said think about it think about it don't jump to any conclusions think about it but my son aniketa this was spoke to me through my son i wanted to speak to so many seniors in the ministry i wanted to call up so many people but it never happened to ask what should i do i was like completely like probably i had gave a teaching where i spoke about where you in spiritual dryness you reach the fourth grade where god will leave you and go in abandonment in a desert and there will be nothing i said lord i have reached there now i don't know where to go i don't know where to go all my teachings are coming against me coming towards me and i said i don't know what to do i have reached the end i think this is too much i can't deal with it let me take a break let me just leave and go god had to speak to me through my own son my son he went to us and he attended a person's uh, session over there and he came back home and he told me mom this message is for you this teaching is for you do not give away what god has blessed you with do not give away what god has blessed you with i till then my head was you know completely i had made up my mind i'm coming here today i'm going to give you my last teaching because i can't walk away just like that i'll give my last teaching and i will say i'm sorry i'm leaving and going my mind had decided that i'd reached that point in my life probably first time maybe i have felt hurt i have felt rejected in the past but i have always overcome it pretty fast but this time i don't know what happened i don't know what happened to me i was so dejected i came here and i sat i sat at home and my son said ma whatever i went and heard today is just for you go back read the book of exodus i will teach you that now what god taught to that child and taught me i will teach you because why because it's so easy to hear testimonies i had the sickness and i got healed i have heard hundreds of it you have heard you have heard or not i didn't have this money god gave the money the bills were paid but sometimes you should also know that people go through such sorrow and such pain but when they go through that sorrow and pain they are as human as you and in that sorrow and pain if they focus on god god will lead them through amen if i god could take me through that pain and take me lead me out into the from the wilderness into the blessed land he will take each and one of you amen so you should also know that there is you know everybody goes through that no one is barred from this experiences because when you go through that experiences you go through pain you go through suffering you go through tribulation but at the end of it you will come out a better person 
you may not realize that when you are going through that journey but when you come out you come out better so now for me is like till my last breath till i die i shall do his work i will do his work he has called me the devil can butcher me the devil can kick me the devil can throw me around he can do whatever he wants but this is news for you devil i am not walking out amen amen so you also should know there will come times in your life when you will be butchered i'm telling you you will be butchered when you go stand for god's kingdom the devil will butcher you and when he butchers you remember this word that dr lena spoke to you that day that i will not quit i will not so touch your neighbor and say i will not quit you have not thought about quitting but before only i am giving you the thing that i will not quit okay so the first part of the first part of the teaching was the first part of the teaching was how you will receive the blessing how do you receive the blessing by building his kingdom people who think they'll receive the blessing means they'll go sit in front of the lord and say god you need to give me a job by the end of this month i don't know what or you go and say you need to bless my husband by the end of this week no not this week today the 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 increment letter should come now or you will say my child should find a spouse now this january 2019 is the last god i'm giving you a deadline okay yes we put the condition right so this is not these are all physical things what you you should need to seek is spiritual blessing that's a different topic altogether ephesians chapter 1 verse 3 the word of god says that he has blessed us with every spiritual blessings from the heavenly places there are 10 fold spiritual blessings in the ephesians the chapter 1 that you will read in the first chapter itself 10 fold spiritual blessing is a completely different topic if i touch there i will not complete this topic so that we will keep it to later the spiritual blessing that every christian has to seek that spiritual blessing first don't go seeking the things of the earth when you go seeking that spiritual blessings your husband will get the job your child will find a spouse your bank balance will get full whatever you require god will provide you don't have to go searching behind these things you know when aniket went to the us also you know we had things where the money became so tight like right that money was so much we had no time nothing to do but he just came in i don't ask him i really don't know in two weeks everything came in so many people helped so many people put in and they gave and you know uh, the he went and he reached over there and then he has to go stay in the hostel the hostel is so expensive uh, you know some maybe between 700 to 1200 $1, per month is a hospital rent and then he has he has to eat he has to travel and there are so many expenses he just left it to god can you beat it that one cousin of his who lives at the other end of the country just four months back he shifted next to the next to the college he built a four he built a four apartment four bedroom house and shifted just next to his college means just a mile or two miles from his college and he calls up and says aniket can just stay with us why he has to go searching some other place let him just stay with us and he says that you know you just take a bicycle uh, you know you get from 20 30 dollars or 40 dollars you get a second hand bicycle take the bicycle go to the bus stop which is just one mile and the bus is also free i'm telling you i'm not joking you seek his kingdom God will make everything else fall into place. Do just what he calls you to do. Just 
put your mind on that this year 2019 when you're writing down what you want to do what you know my dreams my visions my ambitions my things that and all put an entire page let his will be done put that don't put oh i want to lose 20 kgs it should be in my in my vision but i'm not writing that or it should be <laughs> or you know i this year i'm going to get up 5 o'clock and i'm going to jog and i'm going to do this and i'm doing that and that every year people do every human being does that be different this take a page or write it right let his will be done stick it on your cupboard and look at it every day and say let lord let your will be done and lord let your will be done and when you keep speaking that your 20 kgs will disappear i'm not joking you have not done it but his will is that you be thin you be fit you be strong because when you are fit and strong only can you do his business but if he wants you to be that fine you accept it and be happy about it but take care of your don't have to neglect your health take care of your health or let uh, the children will get uh, the school, good schools and colleges and your good spouses and your bank balances whatever you want whatever you can put whatever in that see he said put whatever he didn't mention anything specific he said whatever you know the the freedom that he has given you in that one one single word seek his kingdom and his righteousness and everything everything that everything you can add whatever you want he is not put a limitations abbreviations conditions applied he is not put whatever you ask will be added unto you so the first thing that you need to do is seek his kingdom do his business first don't build your house go build god's house that doesn't mean you are building a house now not like ravi is building the house i stop the construction and go to the church and say father let me build the church no 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 i am not talking about physical things like If God is blessed you with your house and you are constructing your house, please construct it. When you are building His house, means it's in an everyday, twenty-four hour business. You are doing His work, being His child, being His representative, being His ambassador here on earth. So, did you understand the first point? Any doubts? Okay, come with some. We come to the second point. There's the most crucial thing is you are blessed. Now, how you will keep the blessings? Well, many people get blessed. Like there's a lottery. Suppose you say, and you get you know one crore rupees. and the whole camera and the photo is on the people and everybody wishes i was that one person i just wish i was that one person who got that one crore lottery my God. how many things i could do with that one crore piece and you already dreaming and you are imagining and you have you know such uh, expectations and then you you take the same interview say two years down the line three years ago they'll be back to being pompous what happened that blessing that came to them unexpectedly they did not know how to keep it they lost it all this is the common because they did not know what to do with that one crore they didn't have the mind of christ they didn't have the wisdom and understanding that you need to have to keep that blessing with you so they lost it all now main reason one of the greatest patriarch of the old testament is who we say abraham and we also say moses moses was the one who saw god face to face and lived this is there's nobody else he was the one that god gave that uh, tablets of uh, uh, of covenant or tablets of stone or the entire commandments 10 commandments was handwritten by god and given in his hand no 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 other human being can even take credit for even coming so close to god he was the only one the only one in the whole book that you can think in the old testament that this guy moses was the one who walked with god who saw the face of god who saw him in the burning bush uh, the burning bush who climbed up to meet god god called him out he says nobody else can come only moses you can come joshua would stay down on the mount aaron would be in the 
inside in the in the camp Joshua would be down but only Moses would be given the authority to climb up mount Sinai to meet with God nobody else was given the privilege but the same Moses the same Moses was not allowed to enter into the Sinai he took the people he was given the task of leading millions of complaining grumbling irritating israelites who complained at every morning at the end of every day they complained we have no water we have no food we don't have the basic things we don't have this they saw the glory of god manifested beyond any human imagination they saw the red sea parting they saw the quails coming down they got the manna that was given to them they saw how king potiphar was destroyed how they saw how millions of people you know impossible they walked out free from uh, from the egyptians and they could even take the jewelry from all the people everything they saw which was you know like mass scale glory of god miracles in the mass scale they saw all of that but the same people continued to be grumbling and mumbling and moses had a difficult task You take people who are good and happy and joyful it's easy to go on a journey. You have two kids who are crying you just sit on the flight or you sit in the train how your journey will be when is it going to come to an end when is it going to come to an end when is my staff coming it becomes tired right you see the children crying all the time or the parents are so tired of you know managing the kids and it gets to your nerves imagine the task that Moses had he didn't have two small cranky kids he had a million grumbling human beings in his hand and he had to deal with them and he deals with them i think this is one of the most beautiful leaders that lived that time and he didn't give up on these people but the same moses god says he will not enter into the promised land and why did god say because many people believe there is only one reason why moses could not enter into the promised land is because in numbers 27 and 12 moses is now in a place and in the water of meriba he is in a place where there is no water there is no water and the people have begun to grumble for everything they grumble so there is no water now there is another reason they start grumbling and then the lord speaks to moses and says take the staff and assemble the congregation your uh, and you, you and your brother aaron and command the rock before their eyes to yield its water thus you shall bring water out of the rock for them thus you shall provide drink for the congregation and their livestock so what god what does god tell him that you go take brother aaron bring the all the congregation out of the tent let them stand over there and what are you supposed to do you need to command you need to command means you need to speak open your mouth and command just look at the rock and say rock give the water rock give the water you're just supposed to do that and the rock will listen to what you have said so what moses responds moses took the staff from before the lord as he had commanded him moses and aaron gathered the assembly together before the rock and he said to them and he said to them listen to every word listen you rebels shall we bring water for you out of this rock what did he say shall we bring water who's giving the water god is giving what is he saying we who's that we he and aaron he selling the people shall we bring the water out of this rock then what does he do then he moses lifted up his hand and struck the rock twice with his staff water came out abundantly and the congregation and the livestock drank people were happy but god was displeased 
people were happy but god was extremely displeased what god says do only that don't go beyond that god told him only speak to the mountain or speak to the rock it will give you water he did two wrong things the first thing he told took the credit on himself said oh i have to go and strike the rock and then you will get water so who is saying that what should he say he should say you should be happy god has listened to your prayer and he is giving you water now receive in his name but he took the credit for all that and added aaron into it wow aaron was just simply standing over there he added him in his group also he said we both of us together are going to get the taking credit for what is not yours you see any blessing or any healing in your life always remember to be humble and give the entire credit to god it is not you who could get the healing you cannot make your hair grow half an inch you can put the costliest of the ointment or the hair oil or the gel or what i i'll stand guarantee you have seen suresh i'll stand guarantee okay so you know that he's coming <laughs> perfect entry suresh <laughs> example so you can take guarantee you can use the costliest but it will not grow but it's only god it's only god who can do anything in your life so if you starting start taking credit you say i prayed for x y z and their healing happened or i uh, went to that house and i ministered there and this happened you are doing exactly like what moses was doing and god will be displeased with you any ha- healing happens any miracle takes place anything happens in your life take the back seat humble yourself and say all glory belongs only to always remember this is where he went wrong is first he said that oh i and aaron and the second is god told him to only speak to the mountain he took it and in anger he struck the mountain twice so most of the people most of the teachers and people believe that this is the only reason why moses was debarred from entering into the kingdom of god but there is one more reason there is one more reason and that is the most beautiful reason you go to exodus chapter 32 Exodus is the after comes after the travel after Genesis the book of Exodus is his travel and book of 32 just go to 32 before that 31 enters when God finished speaking with Moses now Moses has gone to mount Sinai three times the first time he went to mount Sinai he just spoke to God and he came back okay he just went spoke to God and he came back and he knew what God wanted to do what God you know how he was supposed to build the temple and all these instructions how the people are going to be what is going to be happen how the structure is going to be laid he got all the instructions but nothing was given in writing he was instructions was given to uh, Moses he listened he came back but the second time he climbs up mount sinai he give he is given the two tablets of stone and those two tablets he has done nothing to deserve it god does all the work god is the one who who gets the uh, the shape of the rock he gets that into a tablet form he writes it is with his own hand and gives it to moses and says moses you need to take this and you need to go and give it to the to my people the israelites were all in the camp over there and they have to follow this commandments all the days of their life and he simply find it putting it into 10 commandments he gave it to moses's hand and now moses is talking to god face to face and then he has to go back down into the into the valley and he has to go meet his people and god forewarns him he tells him that you're going back there now but these same people whom i handpicked 
whom I brought, whom I did everything, whom I cherished, fed, clothed, the same people have now doing adultery with me. Now they have made a golden calf or a gold. They have made a you know they have made a god for themselves and they are worshiping that calf. And I'm angry with these people. How much to go against the stiff-necked people? God speaks. Moses knows the whole story. He knows what's going to, what has been happening down. He's not, you know, blind. He, God has already told him what is taking place down. And Moses pleads with God and says, God is angry. He says, I'm going to destroy these people. I had enough of these people. These are terrible people. How much to go on with these people? I will destroy all of them. And with you alone, I will build the kingdom of God. Only with you, I'll build the kingdom of God. But Moses says, pleads with God and says, God have mercy. Don't let your anger or wrath fall upon these people. Others, the people will say that he took this God of Israel, took his people all away from Egypt and took them to the desert and he killed them there. That will give you a bad name. And what will people believe in? So don't let your wrath fall on them, Lord. Have mercy upon them. And God says, okay, I will listen to you, Moses. So Moses goes down prepared, knowing well in advance what he is going to be seeing. The scene that is taking place on the camp, he already knows. God has already prepared him for that. And he goes down and Joshua says, Joshua is waiting at the end of the you know, the mountain and Joshua says, as they keep walking towards the camp, they can hear the sound. There's a drums of beating people, are screaming people, are dancing. There's a lot of, like a, you know, a lot of sound and entertainment sound and everything coming out. And Joshua is troubled. He says, what's happening in this camp? Looks like people are having lots of fun over there. And he says, no, these people are doing everything evil that is in the sight of God. He knows it before he sees it. And then he goes there and he sees it. And the moment he sees it, what would you think that he should do? He knew it. He was prepared. God had prepared him, told him well in advance. But, but what does Moses do? Moses turned and went down from the mountain. This verse uh, 32 verse 15. He turned and went down from the mountain carrying the two tablets of the covenant in his hands. Tablets that were written on both sides, written on the front and on the back. The tablets were the work of God. And the writing was the writing of God. Engraved upon the tablets. When Joshua heard the noise of the people as they shouted, he said to Moses, There is noise of war in the camp. But he said, It's not the sound made by victors or the sound made by losers. It is the sound of revelers that I hear. And as soon as he came near the camp and saw the calf and the dancing, Moses' anger burned hot and he threw the tablet from his hands and he broke them at the foot of the mountain. What does he do? He is well prepared that this is what you are going to see. God had told him before that you are going to go down and these people are doing that. He is walking down the mountain. It's a long journey. It's not like he just skip, skip, jump and he's reached the bottom of the mountain. It's a huge mountain. He's climbed down the mountain. He had time to cool down. He had time to formulate what he is going to speak to those people, how he is going to lead them back to God. He was a leader. He knew. He had them, you know, his wisdom was not his. His wisdom was what was given by God. He had that much mind time to think of what he will do there at that point of time. But when he reaches down and he sees that, what is his instant response? Anger. Rage. Anger. And what does he do? The two things that no human being on earth can ever, de- you know, can even claim is that something that God has written, I have in my hand. Nobody on earth can say. 
no there's no human being born to be born or will be born who can say that i have something which god has written and given in my hand the most precious document like if you say the most precious document of the universe which should be guarded with your own life which should be given z z z z security you know how many z's you can put and that kind of a security that kind of documents the most precious there's no you cannot put a label to it you can't name a price to it the most priceless document is this guy is carrying in his hand it's a written document of the word of god of the god himself god the father himself has written that document he's carrying it in his hand and what should he have done moment he sees that he should have held that to himself he should have held it more tightly to himself because now this was what he has to have to get that people away from the wrong side but he in his anger he becomes carnal by nature and what does he do he throws it away he throws it away and he breaks the entire thing breaks and his anger is so much that he goes against he gets the people to get the you know that uh, molten uh, image of the calf and it's uh, broken and shattered and then he asks who are the people who are with you know who want this molten calf and 3000 people stand by that side and he calls Aaron and his uh, the levite priests and they go and kill all the 3000 people he did a, a fantastic recovery job but his primary job he missed he totally missed the point what god had blessed him with he had blessed him with the blessing that no human being on earth had ever received no human being can claim that i received a blessing from god that was given to him in his hand handwritten by god himself and he broke it and he broke it each of you also god has given some blessing yes me miss blanco maggie abhi jasmine has god blessed you thank you has god blessed you has god blessed you must dr maria everyone in the friend i'm taking the names okay this mean i don't know all your names i know most of your names but i'm just taking the names to see delson delson jerome so you know god has blessed you he has given something in your hands and what are you doing with that blessing the same applies to me i was blessed but when i went through pain when i went through discouragement when i went through a persecution i was ready to throw it away i was becoming just like moses i was becoming just like Moses said it required someone to put that drill to my mind that what you have in your hand is not yours you do not deserve it you didn't get it on your own will god chose you and he blessed you with that blessing and that blessing is not meant for you it is meant so that it will be a blessing for others and i was willing to throw it away i was willing to throw it away when you decide to leave the ministry when you ever decide to walk out remember moses remember moses throwing the tablets off and moses was debarred from entering into the promised land he did everything right after that he made the amendments he got back with god he did everything that he could do he was obedient till the end till a b z till z he was obedient but god took him and showed him this promised land but never let him enter into the promised land and god is a god who keeps his word the earth can go the world can go the sea can be destroyed his word will never change if god has blessed us with some blessing we need to keep it we need to hold on tightly to it we need to get a grip of the blessing we cannot let it fall away we cannot let it go away so if you are blessed with singing you need to use the singing to glorify god 
If you are blessed with healing, you need to use your gift of healing to give glory to God. If you are blessed with deliverance, you need to hold that gift and give glory to God. You don't say, no, I am not going to do it. I am not going to do it. I am not going to let this blessing fall off from my hand. I am not letting it going to get you know, broken and shattered. I will live for myself and myself alone. My job is not to do God's business. I need to build God's business. So now we know you need to build his kingdom and you need to you need to keep the blessings. You need to keep a hold on your blessings. Tell to your neighbor, hold on to your blessings. Shake them nicely. Some are sleeping. Hold on to your blessing. Get a grip over your blessings still. Get a grip over your blessings. Nelson, not to your mobile, tell your friend. That's your blessing? Then you're getting a grip over your mobile phone. Yeah, hold on to the mobile phone, but don't let it be your life. So you look at around everybody else, you get a grip over your blessing. God has blessed you with so many things and you need to use it to glorify God every single day of life. Don't lose your blessing. This was a great teaching to me and I am hoping that, you know, whatever God has given you, you will be answerable for that. You might be go through all the journey, you might go through whatever it is, but I hope you will remember this teaching that the, the, the main reason you are here on this earth is to build His kingdom and the second thing is whatever He has blessed you with, keep a hold on it. Don't throw it away. Don't lose it. Later on what happened with Moses is, can't leave the story incomplete. Like I need to tell what happens later. Because you wonder what happened to Moses. Next time what God tells Moses is, now Moses, come up to the mountain again. Come up to the mountain again. And this time I am not going to give you time. No time. And this time I will not hew the stone. You hew the stone. Hew means you cut the stone. You need to cut the rock yourself. And you have only one night to do it. And you know, by daybreak, you have to bring it up to the top of the mountain. And Moses is amazed. Moses is amazed because all the craftsmen, the, the anvil, whatever machines that you require to... Rock. Can you cut a rock? It's not easy to cut a rock. It's practically impossible with barren hands. It's very difficult. Your hands will bleed. It's not possible to cut a rock. But God does not give him a choice. He says, now this time, you come up to the mountain. And when you're coming up to the mountain, you need to carry this two tape tablets of stone with you in your hand. You bring it up. I will write on it. But I will not cut the stone for you. You need to cut it yourself. You need to cut it yourself. And he gives him just a night. And no time to go back to his camp and get the people to make out two big tablets of stone. No, no, no. No one does it for you. You do it yourself. You did not regard what I gave you so easily. You took it so easily and you destroyed it. You didn't think twice. Sometimes, you know, let's be insane. When you get blessings, parents are blessed. Parents flog it out. Every money is, you know, like uh, saved and, you know, they have uh, worked hard and they build a big house. They do everything for it. Children come, what do they do? No value for it. They think, oh, it's so easy. It's okay, no problem. This thing, you know, they throw away whatever the parents have uh, earned. Parents have their entire life, the blessings, they just, just, just discard it. They throw it away. The same thing happened with Moses. Everything was given to by God to him in his barren hands. I hope you get the point. You are understanding? I don't know. God gave him everything easily. It was just given to him. Something no human being had ever received. God just gave it in his hand. He took it. And in his anger, he threw it. Okay, he broke it. Now God says, now you need to get to work. Now you hew that stones and you bring it to me early morning next day. And Moses cannot disobey God. So he gets to work 
at night breaking the stone with whatever he had he has to break the rock break the rock the whole night he has no time no one to help him with because no one can come close to that mountain only he can stand there god has not given permission for anyone else to come close to that mountain so he gets to work at it whole night and at the daybreak before the sun can come up he has to already he started climbing up the mountain and he is going to meet god there and when god sees that he takes that and he starts writing on that again now god is writing the commandments again and when he writes the commandment again now you take it down and go and give it to your people and now when he is carrying that commandment back down now how will he be holding it wow oh, very tightly if it falls this time again what he will have to do he will have to uh, understanding you understanding so something which he struggled now for didn't come easily for him now he will take extra Z Z Z Z Z security he will put for it and take and come down so that now he knows the value of it. Sometimes we lose our blessings also because what we got very easily we don't have any value. So when we don't have value for it, the next time we will have to cut our own rock. It will not be easy. But God is so good. What He says is, you do half the job, I will do half the job. he does not leave you alone even in that you were you have disobeyed him you have gone broken the tablet you have gone away from his plan you uh, you you acted in your anger but god is so good he says okay moses you faulted but come back again you do half the work i will do half the work the same with us maybe we have faulted we have lost our blessings and now we again you're going to go back to god and say god blesses give us your fullness of your blessings upon our life and god says now you need to work for it i gave you first time easy you got it in your hand you got it in a platter but now you need to do your part and i will co partner with you and even at this time moses had messed up and tell you god will still be working on moses till he gets it right and god is not a person who you know who is you know uh, loves one or two or some three person he is not a respecter of human beings he loves everybody so if he did it for moses second time also he took him out of the pit third time also he took him out of the pit that thing is good for us that he will always be working with us till we come to our senses and say yes lord i got it i got it i got it got it i'm doing it right this time i'm doing it right this time so you need to come to that point and say yes i'm going to do it and you might think i am good for nothing i'm useless i'm short i'm tall i'm fat and thin i'm dark i can't talk i can't speak i can't stutter i do all these things but god's word says that you know for what what was uh, Leah Leah was ugly what was the thing with Naomi she was a widow what was the problem with Jacob Jacob was a dreamer he was a liar what was the problem with Noah he was a drunkard what is the problem with Samson he was a womanizer what was the problem with uh, David he was a murderer you take everybody you know you take people okay you take people in the new testament what was the problem with Paul he was too religious what is the problem with zacchaeus he was a short man what is the problem with timothy he had ulcers in his stomach what is the problem with lazarus he was dead if god can use a dead person can he can't he use one of us each of us for that matter so our problems our difficulties are stuttering moses is to stutter there was the people with you know john the baptist was eating locust jungly jungly man not worth living in the society jungly man wearing that kind of clothes and he even eating locust locust is this flies which fly all around the big grasshopper looking like creatures that was his meal and if he saw someone like him what will we do you say he needs to go to nimhans you need to keep him there you need to keep him safely locked up there 
but god could use john the baptist god could use zacharias god could use even mary magdalene god could use a samaritan woman god could use matthew the tax collector god could use every people who you know who thought they were not to you know worth to be used god is now watching what is your what is your excuse to not do his work what is your excuse what is stopping you from doing his work do you have any excuses to build his kingdom do you have any excuses are you too tall too short too dark too fair too white too thin too black i don't know gray or yellow or pink or green or whichever color or uh, are you like short tall whichever whatever i don't have money i have money what excuse can you give god god says there's no excuse you do my work where i have called you to do if it's in your house it's in your office it's in your school place it's in your workplace there just do my work and when you do that everything else shall be added unto amen amen, amen.